Welcome back. I'm Paul Unger, editor of Placetech. Today I'm joined by Natasha Terranova, director of Reach UK, Dan Weissman, director of Emerging Tech Trends at the National Association of Realtors, which with one and a half million members is the largest trade organization in the US, and by Tyler Thompson, managing partner of Second Century Ventures. Thanks all for joining us. Good to meet you. Fantastic to be here. Thanks for having us. Um, so, uh, someone start by explaining how a hundred-year-old organization like the NAR got into digital transformation. Who wants to uh, take that first one? I'm, I'm happy to take it. Um, yeah, roughly 2007, 2008, Second Century Ventures was born out of a set of initiatives the NAR came up with called the Second Century Initiatives, essentially they took a look at the first 100 years of organized real estate and saw that they'd been fairly reactive in terms of their approach to the market, technology, et cetera. Came up with a list of items that they'd like to achieve in the next 100 years. One of those items uh, specifically was a strategic investment arm, which is Second Century Ventures. And the idea was instead of being reactive with newcomers coming into the space, looking to potentially disrupt things, that we would have an active role um, and a seat at the table in terms of what those companies are doing, making sure that that we invested in companies specifically that were interested in keeping realtors at the center of the real estate transaction. And so that's really where Second Century Ventures was born. Um, and there's been some evolution since then um, in terms of uh, the number of deals that we participate in, the scope of the deals, obviously the global scale, et cetera, and certainly happy to talk about that. But um, really the step for Second Century Ventures and the birth of Second Century Ventures was the part of these Second Century initiatives and really getting NAR to be a proactive participant in terms of what goes on from a technological perspective. Okay. And, and how exactly is uh, Second Century Ventures and, and Reach uh, structured then? And, and what can you tell us about how it runs? Yeah. Um, Second Century Ventures, again, uh, similar to a traditional venture fund, um, but with one uh, limited partner, which is NAR. Uh, Reach is a wholly owned subsidiary of Second Century Ventures. Reach is our accelerator, our scale-up program that we developed. And initially, it was to kind of grow the front end of the funnel um, in terms of deal flow for Second Century Ventures. But Reach has really taken on a life of its own. Um, and it's it's graduated from bringing an accelerator to what we call a scale-up program because of the diverse companies that participate in that program. Uh, initially, just uh, companies that were residentially focused in the U.S. participate in the program. Since then, the program's really grown globally. Um, we've got a couple of programs in the U.S., one that focus on, focuses on residential, one that focuses on commercial. We've got our program in the U.K. Uh, that Natasha can talk more about in a moment, a program in Canada, a program in Australia that services Southeast Asia as well. And shortly, we'll be opening up programs in LATAM, uh, Mexico City, and then Israel and Tel Aviv. Gosh, you've been busy. And, and what are some of the sort of headline stats? How many investments? Uh, how, how much money have you put in? Yeah, so we, we've got just under 200 companies in the portfolio. Um, our investments range in size. Um, we have very small investments for companies participating in reach. They might start around $100,000 to $150,000 US. Um, our typical check size from the fund, though, is called three to five million. Um, and, you know, we're, we're very active in terms of participation beyond uh, our company's participation in the REACH program as well. Okay. And this is all from NAR's own reserves, is it? 
It's not from reserves, actually. Uh, it's not a dues-funded um, operation. Actually, uh, the Second Century Ventures Fund is an evergreen fund. We kind of eat what we kill, and as we have successes, the size of the fund grows. We don't disclose the size of the fund, but you're squarely in the top five prop tech funds in the world. Okay. And have you had uh, sizable exits then to, uh, to, to replenish the pot? Yeah. I mean, it's certainly one of the most notable exits would be DocuSign, which was our first investment. Uh, we were one of the first institutional investors participating in the DocuSign rounds, and they've been a good partner. And, and I think maybe something that's different about the way we invest, we're really good strategic partners. Obviously, we have a unique access to you know, the membership um, with the National Association of Realtors, and then to our partners uh, globally. Um, so realtor equivalents and then partnerships on, on the commercial side, et cetera. So DocuSign certainly uh, was a, a, a marquee uh, name for us in terms of early exits. But we have a number of others that are gaining momentum, uh, groups like Notarize, groups like Updater. Um, we've had a number of exits this year that are a little smaller, active pipe centric, um, and a number of others. Okay. And uh, Natasha, tell us a little bit about REACH and how you work with, uh, with, the, with the property industry. Oh, yeah, I would absolutely love to. It actually is an interesting story how we, um, we got announced as the latest expansion of the, of the program uh, to the UK. So that all happened in, uh, I think it was uh, the date was 8th March. And on the 16th of March, it was the, um, the national lockdown. So in terms of, so understanding, you know, how tech fits and how tech really helped to sort of join up the dots in such a difficult time and also seeing the property industry and their uptake and the appetite for technology because I actually, so I personally, I come from the clean technology background. So that was an interesting pivot. And um, we work with Property Mark uh, on the ground in the UK, which is a bilateral partner of uh, the National Association of Realtors. And in fact, this is how we approach uh, all markets. So we we go typically top down. So we have a fantastic relationship with other European associations where we drive uh, the uh, the right technology adoption and the right content to the members of, of these associations. And what we've heard uh, when we set up uh, that technology was already very much in the sort of in the vocabulary of uh, the property industry, but the pandemic really accelerated some of the trends that were already in place. So we've... Uh, <clears throat> We create a lot of content for uh, Property Mark, uh, which is very much aimed at their, uh, at their members to drive individual member value. So to your um, starting from the smaller branch agencies on the streets to the, the bigger um, agents uh, and uh, real estate service providers like uh, Savills, for example. So there's, I think, you know, one of the key things for us is really understanding how technology fits in the ecosystem. And this is, and this is how we also select the companies that we backed when we see the genuine use case within the industry, very much sort of driven uh, by, uh, by the property sector. Okay. And, and Dan, sitting in amongst the, the realtors at the NAR, where, where would you say we're up to on the, the journey to uh, digital transformation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's interesting. So Tyler told the whole story about the evolution of second century ventures and reach and, and, uh, how kind of we've gone global. And, uh, about three and a half years ago, NAR went a step further and started the strategy and innovation team, which is what I'm a part of. And the idea behind that is 
to really even get ahead of where second century ventures and reaches and not be necessarily as focused on uh, companies, but more the technology that's out there. So all the buzzwords that everyone talks about, artificial intelligence, the metaverse, 5G, crypto and blockchain, what do all these things mean across the ecosystem and how may they impact the real estate space? And so as we kind of look at and try to understand what that means to our membership, we're starting to kind of figure out uh, as we look at adjacent industries, whether it be obviously fintech, which impacts real estate, uh, construction technology, sustainability and ESG, like Natasha had mentioned, uh, we're looking at all of those types of technology and how they intersect within these different industries to better understand how ultimately they may enter real estate. Um, and the overall goal there is to make sure that we uh, – are leaders in the tech space as opposed to, as Tyler mentioned earlier, being reactive, being more proactive, having a seat at the table when it comes to big tech companies even entering the space and helping to drive the innovation um, with companies that we know will eventually uh, uh, enter this uh, really ripe space for technology to better support process and improve how we operate as an industry. Okay. And um, we hear a lot about it being a, a, a very uh, vast and complicated landscape of so many tech startups out there and all got these funny misspelled names and you know they're in every tech hub in the world. And it can be hard for real estate professionals to, uh, to navigate and keep up with. Um, and also, I imagine on the venture side to, um, to, to pick the winners, to, to know... Uh, you know who to to go with, how to scout. What's your sort of process for um, for selection? I, yeah, Natasha's actually, Natasha's in the middle of it right now, so she can yeah she can talk you through it. <laughs> yeah, and I actually think you know this is something that you almost like hit a nail on the head there when you're saying that there's an incredibly difficult job for an industry uh, for a property industry professional to select the right technology. And I'm always talking about reach as the way of accessing and discovering the technology. So it's it's almost like we create a bridge between the technology and the industry where we work with technology um, companies to help them understand, you know, what gets lost in translation when they are talking to the property industry. And in similar way to work with the, uh, with the property industry pr- uh, practitioners to help them understand what is there, you know, what how technology can help them to achieve certain goals, whether this is sustainability, efficiency, sort of more operational or anything like that. So the way we look at tech is also an interesting question. I think, you know, we, we do have the scorecards, you know, we want, you know, certain criteria for our companies. But what really drives me personally is that our mission is to back the exceptional founders. And I think we, I and I 100% believe that we're doing that because we always look for the suitability of the technology to our ecosystem. So they can be having up to 2 million ARR, they can have 10 to 20 uh, people in their team. But if their tech doesn't have a place in the industry ecosystem that we are, you know, we're operating in, that probably that wouldn't be the uh, the investment for us. Because just as Tyler said at the very beginning, we are a strategic investor. It is incredibly important for us to have an industry-wide focus and to select the companies with a genuine use case, which actually move a dial in terms of uh, 
whichever that uh, problem uh, an industry practitioner can um, can address. And Richie K has applications open and uh, they will stay open until 14th of October. So we are very much going through the selection of the companies right now. We are looking for both commercial and residential solutions. We're looking for agent tools. We're looking for sustainability, sort of climate tech solutions, because we're in constant dialogue with our industry partners outside of the associations. And we, we do understand that there's, you know, there's a massive need for technology uh, that helps to improve environmental uh, impacts and of technology of a very certain kind. So, you know, very easily integratable to the existing property uh, management software and uh, things like that. So I'd yeah. love to hear from technology companies right now. Okay. And um, do you have a view about where we're up to in terms of the adoption? Are we still very in, much in the early adopters phase or are we into a majority now? Uh, Tyler, you're, you're looking... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a mixed bag, right? So you've got some early adopters. You, you've got practitioners and developers and operators that have been early adopters and you see those efficiencies in their business. Um, for a long time, I, I think that, you know, the industry large, and again, we're dealing with a, a number of potential customers, again, from practitioners to developers, to the contractors, to the property managers, et cetera. But for a long time, I, you know, some of these, these tools and these solutions were kind of the, the, the nice to haves and not the need to haves. Right. And I think what the pandemic did is it really focused people in on the fact that they, they need technology. It's, it's not just something that's nice to have. It's essential. And for those that started to dabble and to play with and to incorporate some of these solutions, I think that they've started to see the light in terms of how they can be more efficient in terms of what they're doing. They can do their jobs better. Um, and, and my hope is that that stays. And, and I think it has. And so I'd still say that we're at the early stages. Um, you know, it's interesting. We, we're one of the, the few funds that, that has a really broad focus in terms of, you know, Natasha just mentioned that we're looking for residentially focused or commercially focused technologies, sustainability initiatives, et cetera. Um, and we have um, the luxury of, of having a broader focus like that because of the, the scope of the, the partners that we work with globally. Um, but um, residential is, is a little further along, in my opinion, the commercial. Commercial is still a bit of the Wild West. And sustainability uh, was, and Natasha will kill me for saying this, but for some it was a, it was a fad for a bit. But the fact is that it, it's not a fad any longer, right? And I think it's great what's happening um, in the UK and the EU in terms of these mandates, et cetera, because it's getting people to focus on on issues that are incredibly important. And certainly um, our industry, the real estate and property industry has the ability to really impact in a positive way what goes on from a sustainability perspective. So um, I'm glad that we're able to kind of focus on those things as well. It's still early in the game. There's still plenty of opportunity. I will say this, you, you talked about the noise out there. There are a bunch of startups. Um, it's hard to kind of cut through the clutter and the noise. I think one of the things that's happening now because of the turn in the market and maybe the the difficulty with which you know people are having to go out and try to find capital. Um, I, I think you're going to see kind of the cream rise to the top. You're going to see some of the some of the noise fall away, um, and some of the groups that that are really focused on doing their jobs exceptionally well and to survive the next 12, 18, 24 months. Um, I think that they'll emerge as leaders in the space. And so this should be a positive thing, um, certainly for us as investors, but for the market as well, just to kind of cut through the noise and see who the real players are that are offering um, solutions and, and you know, technologies that have real value. 
Yeah, just to add on to what Tyler was saying, one thing that I, I love so much about, especially the SCB reach family, so to speak, is the global presence. We have so much to learn from each other. So obviously, Europe, in my opinion, is way ahead when it comes to ESG sustainability efforts. And the US, to Tyler's point a moment ago, was kind of just a fad where people wanted to just say they were LEED certified or put a sign up in their building. And I think that it's becoming way more of a reality. And so what I love about this global presence and being able to work so closely with these two is that we get to uh, learn from one another and learn literally across the globe what's happening and uh, how one area focus where Natasha is, for example, could help us here in the States and vice versa. And it creates just this synergy of collaboration uh, and really adds significant value. And again, it ties back into NAR's 1.5 million members, the membership of what technology and processes are out there that we can improve and get ahead of to make sure that our membership stays at the forefront of everything real estate, because we think it's so critical to have them be a component of that overall transaction and guide people in buying again, what is typically their biggest investment. So it's a, it's a great group to be a part of and learn from. So it's, it's really uh, powerful. Okay. And um, let's talk specifics. Um, each of you come up with a, a hot company that we should uh, we should track and follow that you want to, to highlight and people can go and go and research and follow them. Natasha, do you want to go first? This is like, you know, this is a, this is such a difficult question. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is, your so favorite now, music? now we have now yeah, choosing a favorite right? child, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, you would know everything about that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's always, uh, there's, there's, you know, there's a number of uh, companies in our current portfolio that I am super excited about. And I, I think they have an incredibly bright future. And I would, you know, it, it's hard not to use this opportunity to give, you know, the shout outs, you know, to the existing names um, in the UK. Um, and also, I mean, how exactly, like favorite child's question. But I'm going to pick on two. I'm going to pick on two because uh, they very firmly sit in this sort of sustainable futures bucket. And I really like the traction and I really like the progress and the vision of the industry these two have. Uh, one of them is called FIMA. FIMA is a fantastic technology that helps um, with uh, turning any video capturing devices into data collection tools that provides insights to the, um, uh, to the asset owners, uh, managers, uh, public, government, and etc. So it really brings the, the two worlds of inside and outside in creating smart public spaces, creating smart cities, making sure that our buildings and our roads are fit uh, for the future. And then the second one I'll, I'll give a shout out is the company called Moki. Moki is a circular economy um, B Corp certified startup. And I really like to actually sort of, you know, focus on the sort of circular economy component there, because this is something that I hear from the industry a lot, especially in the UK, sort of, you know, how can we build in circularity into the operations? And Moki does just that. So they almost use the um, industry as a conduit uh, where they create the smart hubs uh, for the occupiers in the uh, in the large buildings, typically buildings with over 1,000 people um, occupancy, to make it easier for the occupiers and bypassers to put their goods into um, and into the circular economy. And then they're so good at calculating the impacts of the goods that they put through uh, that uh, it fits into the wealth and brand certification. So it's fantastic solution, right? <laughs> in terms of what okay. I see, in terms of what I see now, you're gonna have to cut me off at some point. But <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, there's, there's, there's two. Um, yeah, we've, we've, we've certainly covered Fima before. Um, I'll mention all these and list them out in the description underneath the, uh, the episode um, so listeners can, uh, can see the names there. Um, okay, who wants to go next? Dan, you want to go? I can try yeah. yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Um, so I'm not totally going to answer your question. Um, I'm going to actually focus on more of the technology. And it's uh, this wasn't set up, but it's great because one of the technologies that Natasha just talked about when it comes to FIMA is one that is of high interest and that I think everybody should be focusing on, which is around artificial intelligence. Um, the amount of data we have and the compute power that we now have is off the charts. And so I think that finding technology companies that know how to take advantage of that in a positive way and to provide uh, clear data points that agents, brokers, our membership can use is so critical for them being successful in the future. So I would tell people to, you know, uh, I have my own favorite companies. I won't mention them necessarily, but I think that looking at companies who utilize technology like artificial intelligence are really, really important to pay attention to so that you as an agent or broker can be successful in uh, finding the information you need to get that next client and close deals. And then the other technology uh, is 5G. Uh, I think that is the foundation for many technologies that will change how and where people live and get to work. You think about the connection point for autonomous vehicles, for telehealth, um, the dynamics of 5G and those few examples will truly change, I believe, uh, where people decide they want to own a home or rent a home or work. And so I think that uh, as people are listening to this, I think that when you uh, are looking at what uh, companies maybe would support you think about the technology that's behind it and how it ultimately could change the landscape and support your business and innovation yeah, great now we, we heard a lot of hype about three years ago on 5g and it's sort of gone quiet but it's a very important foundation block okay last but not least tyler <laughs> Yeah, I'll speak to a theme as well, maybe mention a couple of companies. Um, I'm really interested in affordability. Um, there's, a, there's a crisis globally in terms of affordability relative to purchasing a home, even, even renting a home in some areas. And um, it's something that you know, we're going to need the brightest minds to engage in if we're going to put a dent in it in any way, shape, or form. Um, we've got a number of companies that deal with different components of affordability, whether it's down payment assistance or creative financing. We've got a company in the U.S. called Fractional that I think does exceptional work in terms of kind of giving you some different options in terms of how you finance, how you purchase a home. And then we've got a, a company in the U.K. and, and that really kind of focused on, on the uh, rental side of things called Residently um, and dealing with short-term, medium-term, long-term rentals and then turning renters into buyers, which I think is kind of a forgotten segment. You know, you've got people to focus on either uh, the leasing, the letting, the, the rental side of things or purchase and kind of nothing in between. And if you can show that there is a path and you can get people kind of through the rental process and prepare them to be to be buyers, I think that kind of helps everyone involved. And so 
we're going to continue to um, to look at affordability. We have some affordability initiatives that we'll be rolling out, and, and hopefully people are participating in. But certainly, we're we're interested in technologies that that kind of solve some of the components of the affordability crisis. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you very much. That sounds like a, a good place to finish. A lot of sustainability, business efficiency, AI, five G. Um, fascinating to hear about the the global reach um, to. Uh, pardon the pun, um, and um, we look forward to uh, maybe getting you back on in, uh, in in a few months' time and tell us how things are going. Thanks so much Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you. I've Thank been you, Paul Unger, editor of PlaceTech. Uh, thanks to Natasha Terranova from Reach UK, uh, Dan Weissman from National Association of Realtors, and Tyler Thompson from Second Century Ventures. I'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.